0: Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the Options Risk Disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke.
1: Good morning and welcome to Options Trading for Income weekly Weekly webinar for June 5th, 2016, episode 570. If you're watching us on YouTube or some other venue, come on over to our website, lockinyoursuccess.com, L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. Get your free report, Seven Secrets to Become an Accessible Trader, and join our free community. While you're there, be sure to check out our trading programs that we have out. Uh, In this update, we'll be covering four of the trades from our various trading systems. We have the bearish butterfly. We'll be covering an M3 trade, a rock trade, and a v. condor trade. um, uh, We've been doing this for years. Again, we have 570 episodes, so uh, lots of information back on our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com if you want to look there. Also, a note, uh, premium plus membership is uh, obviously available. We get to attend two live coaching sessions. Webinars per month, and at least one free live bonus session. Sometimes we have enriching sessions. Sometimes we have special webinars as well. And this month, we have our comprehensive broken wing butterfly master track series, which is starting this Wednesday night at uh, at 9 p.m. So, if you want to get involved with that and be involved with the live production of this series, then you're going to need to sign up for a Premium Plus membership before the day it starts, which is again before this uh, this Wednesday evening. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to do so. It, um, it's going to be a great, great benefit for you. And just some information about that class, we're going to be talking about how to profitably trade Brooklyn Wing Butterfly profile positions uh, on the SPX, the Russell BNDX, and select equities. And how to set them up, and uh, we're going to be talking about upside, downside, adjustment strategies, a whole bunch of stuff. So lots of good stuff there. And I'm just going to kind of flip through this. Our special announcements, successful trader of the month. We're going to be going to be John Wilson, and we're talking to him live from Hawaii. Speaking of Hawaii, the the um, the seminar is this month. It's only a couple weeks away, and we're going to be doing a lot of neat stuff there. Keep an eye on our Facebook, uh, Locking Your Success Facebook page. We're we're going to do attempt to do some live streaming and uh, and send some nice content out from the seminar. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun there. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's what we have for announcements here. So let's get into oh another thing we just started too on our Premium Plus members. We are uh, we've started a Skype group for Premium Plus members, and we do have a moderator. Kevin Lee is going to be our moderator. So he's a very experienced options trader. And he's, if you can see his stuff on Successful Trader of the Month, if you look for Kevin Lee on our Successful Trader of the Month page, uh, very good at that. So he's going to help us moderate in moderating that uh, so they can ask questions on various strategies in the Premium Plus. Again, that's a Premium Plus Skype group. So you can uh, talk to Sherry about that if, uh, if if you'd like to join that. So let's take a look at what we have going on in the markets. and. Uh, last week, I was expecting the Russell to be relatively flat for the week or possibly down, and the reason was is because we we're coming into this resistance level here, uh, if not at the 11:55 at the 11:60 level, we actually punched a little bit over that, and a part of that has to do with the way the SPX is coming into its resistance level. Uh, It's not uncommon to see the small cap break out over a resistance point if the SPX hasn't quite climbed there. And uh, just the way that they were interacting with one another back and forth, the SPX ended up hitting its resistance area uh, after the Russell broke higher. So that's why more or less we are uh, in that situation there. If we look at our other indices, NDXs arguably at a resistance level. This is kind of the hardest one to measure right now. But uh, this is a bullish pattern, so take that for what it's worth. Technically, that's a bullish pattern. There we have going on the NDX. We have the Dow, which never made its resistance point, and that's a bit on the bearish side. I would call this um, more of a neutral slash bearish bias there. The SPX here, I, I have to be completely neutral in. Um, it's kind of in a sideways move but there's really no evidence we're breaking higher there's no evidence we're breaking lower but we are in what they call a broadening pattern which is uh, an area of increased volatility in the market so if you actually if you took this out to a 60-day chart you can see that a lot better we have a a widening resistance and support level tends to be break to the downside Um, you know that said I could make an argument with uh, for a case in either direction here and it would be equally strong. So we really have nothing there. So slightly bearish tendencies on the Dow, slightly bullish on the NDX, slightly bearish on the SPX, and uh, on the Russell, this is a bullish chart pattern. So we had a breakout, we go back to one year, we had a breakout here, retested the breakout, it's a bullish pattern. I mean, what can we say? Now, that being the case, we have the indices are mixed at a or near a resistance level. So it's anybody's guess where the market's going here. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. There's certainly, uh, like I said, there's an argument where we had bad news, yet the market went up. Um, but then again, is the bad news bad news? Because the bad news means to some people the Fed's going to lower rates, which is uh, inversely in some weird uh, way good news, so uh, I I don't think that we can make anything out of that. Uh, so basically, right now I'm just completely neutral or kind of in a wait and see mode. Uh, seems like the beard had had a chance Friday. Yeah, they had a chance Friday they couldn't do anything. But then again, uh, a lot of people are seeing this is good news because the interest rates aren't going to climb, or it's less likely they're going to raise interest rates now. So the odds on that have dropped and. In that respect, it's good news. So it's all in how people interpret things. But yes, we had some bad reports on Friday. It didn't drop. Some people take that as bullish. And if it was in fact bad news for everybody, then um, then I would probably agree. But I don't agree that that's bad news for everybody. So um, be interesting to see. I think it's a good point. Beers had their chance. They didn't do anything. There's no room for bad news, right? Exactly. So I got nothing for you here. I wish I had something, but I really don't. Uh, if we see the SPX break higher, I mean we can set up some if-then scenarios. If we see the SPX break uh, its previous highs, then I would assume the Russell's coming to around 1210. If we see it come back down, we're probably going to get a fairly aggressive move in the Russell down to 1100 or maybe even 1080. Um, th- those are my if-then scenarios if we see some sort of a breakdown. but um, you know we start seeing the Russell's already broken out we see the SPX breakout that's two out of three at that point especially if it's under any volume and if it breaks the NDX higher uh, we're probably just gonna have to go with it and follow along but as of right now like I said neutral so that's uh, that's all I have in the markets and let's just go to the trades that we have on so this has been a fairly aggressive up move and we are pretty close to expiration, so that can be challenging for some of the trades. Uh, here, we were positive Vega on our M3 trade as of Tuesday. Uh, and, of course, the, if you're trading the SPX or something, you're probably a much better shape because the SPX has been a lot less aggressive than the Russell. The Russell's been pretty aggressive, uh, especially last week. But anyway, uh, here we are. In this position here, obviously, uh, we are more than 10 points over our long strike. Our guidelines are going to call for us to roll this position higher. So that's what we did here. We came in here, we rolled up to 11.10, added three 11.10, 11, 11.30 11, verticals and three 11.10, 11, 11.40, 11, uh, 7, 11.10, 11, 11.40 11, verticals to balance off our position here and went into a position look like that so still a fairly good-looking trade there if we come to our T log actually we'll show the T log afterwards and from there nothing happened until Thursday Let's see Wednesday I think we had an up move but that didn't mean anything really for the position here yeah we're up another 780 but all our Greeks were in line and on when on Thursday if we pull out the adjustments we were again our Negative deltas a little high, our vega is positive. We are sitting in a position that looks like this. Really not up to, not technically to a roll-up point yet. Uh, the, the guidelines are going to call for that if we close over 1170. But here, um, we're still within, we're having a vega issue. So I did three 1130, 1150s, and you'll see that here and now we look like that. Now we are coming into expiration at some point. Uh, you're going to want to get rid of this hole in the graph. Uh, let's just go to Friday and we can talk about maybe how to do that. So if you're truly trading M3, I mean there's other things that you can do, but if you're truly trading M3, you're going to want to get that hole out of the graph. To do that, uh, we could just sell off the call and we can roll these back plus and plus 10 then that's too much we'd have to uh, actually let me fix this option view gives us some crazy things sometimes there we go so we could roll this back and we can put ourselves into a position that looks like this where we still have some downside protection but we can at least we can't lose to the upside um, it's just a loss control measure that uh, that we do, we just push this into an M3U and let the trade play out. Maybe it'll come back, maybe we'll make something later. So that's something you certainly could do. Generally I'm not going to do it quite this soon, I'm, I'll probably wait another few days, but um, this is what we're looking at this point here. When would I do that? I'm probably going to do that when uh, one of the issues here, right? M3 is essentially a broken wing butterfly profile trade. It reacts very much like a broken wing butterfly, even out over the hole here. But as we come into expiration, I get rapidly dropping um, Vega numbers. In other words, my volatility numbers are derivative of itself. So as volatility drops, as we get closer to expiration, all those equal a T plus zero, and it drops relatively fast. So that being the case, I just want to be very conscious of what my um, volatility number is. I want it to be essentially solidly on the negative side, particularly over the weekend here. So if I get to the point where I have difficulty controlling my VEGA number or if I get, say, three days to expiration, or, uh, if volatility is really low you may even want to do it like seven days to expiration then nah, I'm very interested in um, in getting rid of that hole if volatility is exceptionally high I may not worry about it so much uh, because because the market's moving around but uh, but here this low volatility crush can be challenging coming into expiration and cause a lot of adjustments so essentially when I get sick of it uh, I'm going to want to do that I get sick of moving it it's more of a uh, you can hold this you definitely want to you would definitely want to do this uh, on Wednesday not this Wednesday next Wednesday when there's only two days left you definitely want to do something like that because you don't want to because the day going into expiration into expiration day if you're you're position like this even if your volatility is good basically if the market sits the next day the T plus zero line is going to crash on you um, Generally, it's not going to do that to light up right up on expiration. So you'd want to fix it. Uh, you'd want to fix it at that point. Up until then, I'm willing to uh, keep it this way and uh, and wait it out. As long as I keep my Vega all the negative. If for some reason, the volatility is so low that I cannot do that. Then I'm going to. Um, I'll do it earlier. Or again, if I just get sick of managing the position, I'll do that and just let it go. Uh, Okay, so that is the June M3 trade. Here is the T-log. Here, and let me put this in here so that everybody can see that. So do I have a reference value for negative vega that still stays? In the uh, trade, yeah. So if if I'm getting like on a ten lot, if I'm if I'm running minus fifty, I'm fine. If I start to get less than that, pulling into expiration, then uh, then I get concerned. So minus fifty is is reasonable on that. If I can't hold those numbers, then I can either roll up or I can um, or I can. Or I can, uh, or I can roll back that long. If I roll back the long, I'm no longer concerned about it because I'm not concerned about falling in a hole again. Basically, my volatility is telling me, uh, my my volatility is telling me, I don't know what happened here. Basically, my volatility is telling me that how dependent I am on that long option to hold my value, along with in combination with my theta number, of course. But um, that being the case then I'm very concerned about that. So let's look at, uh, rather than moving the entire M3 up, would I uh, move only the top half up? Again, that's something that we can look at. That's nuances within the M3. There's a lot of different things depending on your upside adjustment strategy. And those are personalized to the type of person. And we talk about this in are more advanced classes. You can pull um, in Premium Plus. You can pull these longs into a back month with a calendar. You can run calendars, broken wing butterflies up here to flatten it out, or you can do a stretch adjustment. All of these are uh, very legitimate. One of the challenges you're going to have is once you've exhausted all the time value in this option, if you're doing a stretch adjustment, you're going to need to roll up your backside. All right, so right now we still have a dollar ready, but say we exhaust this to you know, maybe a dollar under a dollar, then that's going to require. If you're going to continue to fight this with a condor type of thing, but in other words, try and roll on top of it, um, you need some short strikes uh, higher, because essentially this isn't doing anything for you, and you can make short strikes higher uh, in here right and keep virtually the same delta level all right, you can start doing something like this and start leveling this off and, and, and getting out of the hole you can do um, and they all have their pluses and minuses right, you can plus 10 and then uh, minus 10 here and then just uh, add these back in Maybe we can stretch this out. Something like that. Uh, again, you're taking a that you maybe might not want to go quite that aggressive. But um, minus seven. You might want to not want to go quite that aggressive, but you can do a stretch adjustment like that, get to yourself inside the tent, and that'll really increase your Vega as well. So lots of options there. And again, that's going to depend on the trading. It's going to depend on your trade plan. If you're trading a straight M3, you don't do that. Um, if, you're, if you're trading a variation of the M3, like an, uh, an M3U, we call it M3, uh, I'm sorry, an M3RORBWC. Uh, uh, right? So uh, that's a, the, the designation for the trade where we start adding stuff up in front here. Uh, okay, so hopefully that helps. But, uh, like I said, if you're trading standard M3, you wouldn't do that, and we're not going to do that because that's not according to guidelines. Uh, Okay. So, let's see here. If we go to our June rock trade, June rock trade is an interesting animal today. Let's look at that, let me just switch accounts here, so prior to adjustment, at the end of the day, again, we had a, a decent update, or, or a bit of an update here, but it pushed our delta to beyond its maximum delta. So we want to correct that. So I added in our extra five 1160s. I added in our three 1180s to bring our delta down to around minus 180. This is what the new position looks like here. And then the following day. Again, we've got a continued up move, 7.80. Again, we're, this is going to draw us down uh, uh, on a rock trade because we do hold substantial negative delta in a rock trade. So we added the additional 11.80s up here on Wednesday. So I take that out. We had we had six shorts. We now have 20 shorts. And then removed one of our lower butterflies, again, to get our delta down under 180. Uh, if, I could, if I held the butterfly up here, I was significantly over 180, so the, the biggest adjustment or the smallest adjustment I could make is just pull one of these off. Ended up in a position that looks like this. And then Thursday, I believe we had to pull a few more of those off. We did, we pulled another five of these butterflies off here down at 1120. And then Friday, there was nothing. So let's go right to Friday you'll see how fast when the market stops this um, this comes back so, so it's up hundred twenty eight dollars uh, as of the end of the day on Friday and here is what the position currently looks like if the market stalls for a couple of days then uh, then this should do very well if the market gets extremely volatile uh, we're probably gonna take a loss this month so uh, we will have to wait and see how the market goes but a uh, good chance that this should be okay. Again, I'd probably be okay with five thousand dollars in the position I'm in, and uh, just exiting because we're in a what I would call a higher risk position. So uh, we'd be interested in that. Uh, all right. So this is the rock trade. Let me just show the T log, and I'll answer the question we have up there. It's a T log. All right. So an ROR, BWC, all that other stuff. Yeah, we have acronyms for the different styles of M3 trades. So um, like an M3U is an unhedged M3. Uh, an ndxm NDX M three U is an unhedged NDX M three. And then we have uh, you know different entries. We have a long term we have M3 lts for long term M3. The ROR is a risk off roll up adjustment strategy. So We'll have an asset. We'll have, um, you know, what asset is it? What type of entry is it? Is it M3U entry? Is it M3 entry? Is it M3 BWB, Broken Wing Butterfly entry? An M3 Broken Wing Condor entry? Is it long term? Is it short term? So then we have acronyms for that. We have acronyms for the type of adjustment strategy to the upside, and um, and stuff like that. So uh, there's a lot of different variations of the trade. And uh, T plus zero line. Okay, Uh, T plus zero line is the line on our analyzed graph that represents the value of the position as of today, or the theoretical value of the position as of today. So here, uh, this line, this dotted red line, is called the T plus zero line, and you can change that. So in other words, you can see a T plus. It says T plus zero down here. This is our t plus zero line, and the other line, which is our expiration graph in this case, is called the t plus 14 line because that's what the position value should be theoretically in 14 days at any given time level. So hopefully that helps. Uh, Yeah, I I have acronyms, no they're not in the program, in other words in the M3 program itself we go over what we call classic M3 and um, and that's the that's the trade. We do a classic M3 trade, the M3 trade that we are. Uh, if you, so, you're not going to see the acronyms in the basic M3 course. Uh, if you're an advanced student with me, you've probably seen them at some point. I've never really published them, but uh, we're starting to publish them now. I gave the I gave it to Sherry, and I thought she published it somewhere, but I asked her to publish those, and uh, we'll take a look at what, at least what the acronyms are. But. Yep. Um, John, just a quick note. They are actually on the lock in your success site. If you go to the M3 page, there's a hyperlink on there that shows some of the acronyms that you the ones that you asked me to post. Oh, okay. Great. So I have to go to I'll I'll post the link in the chat so everybody can can grab it. Okay. So those are just the different uh, acronyms. I've been using them for years, but I but I've never actually put them out in a course because it's just stuff we deal with with one on one people. Uh, when we start modifying the trade strategy, to do other things that uh, that look like other trades. In other words, we're going to push it into a condor. What are we going to do with the adjustment strategies? Uh, but lots of different variations there. Generally, if you're a beginner, I like people to. I like to see people master the regular M three guidelines, as in the M three course. They they work fine. Um, lots of traders are successful doing that on their own, but if you want to uh, start modifying stuff to the way your personality or to overcome certain uh, challenges the basic M3 rules might have in certain market environments, then we can go in and we can do other variations of the trade. Uh, okay, so, all right, and that's posted in the answer page. Awesome. All right, so moving on, we have our V Condor for June. This trade here got and it didn't get an adjustment till Friday, so here is what the V looks like as of uh, as of Friday. So good looking trade, and, and remember I was saying if we grind up on the market here, then this should do fairly well. Uh, we did hit an adjustment point. And that adjustment point was not a negative delta adjustment point, but it was a positive delta adjustment point. We only allow a positive 50 delta in this particular trade. So when, uh, when we hit that number, we want to bring that down to at least in half. And I did that by widening the straddle out. So if you look at where the straddle was before, it was here at 11.30. And we just moved it to 11.70 and 11.90. And now on a position that looks like this, so we have a very good uh, possibility. We're probably just going to expire this for the profit on the line here. Should the market continue to grind up, though, we may end up making more money. But that um, this is probably uh, the way we're going to close out the month, I would imagine. So it should be a decent trade here for the month. If we look at right in the five in the five percent range. So, let me look at the T log, and there it is, we had the entry and we had the widening of the straddle, so very very simple management there. And then we can go into these July positions. So for July, we have a bearish butterfly that's being a little problematic with us. Again, we had a very, very aggressive up move, so let's... So if you remember, we had delta theta ratio issues coming into this, saying that if we hit the next add point, we'd have to do a uh, do a roll and add. So that's what we did here. We ended up uh, adding the last third we, uh, up here at 11, uh, I'm sorry, we added adding the, adding the last third at 1130 and then rolling our 1090s up to 1150. And that gave us a position that looks like this. Still a healthy looking trade. Had the market stopped, it would still be a healthy looking trade. But of course the market did not stop last week. And the Russell, everything else it did, but not the Russell. Uh, Let's see, Wednesday, we hit another roll point. We exceeded 11.60. So we ended up doing another roll here. So we're over our 11.60 roll point, rolled up to uh, 11.50. I'm sorry, we rolled, ended up rolling up to 11.70. So here's what that position looks like there. We went to that position. And I believe that was all we did for the month, uh, for the week. So coming back to Friday, the market pulled back a little bit. Down about eight thousand dollars, so it's been it's been a challenging month for this trade again because because we had a very aggressive up move, so that needs to be expected in that type of environment. Good chance it's still going to recover here. Um, It's not in. I wouldn't say it's not in any trouble, but if we get a continued large up move or a horrendous down move, then it's going to be problematic. But if the market stalls out up in this area, then uh, then we should be fine. We'll see how that goes. It's still really early in the trade and this does gain value relatively quickly so we'll see where it goes from here and uh, let's see uh, m3 trade for june july ah, t-log for July bearish butterfly here you are everybody so we did the adjustment here on the 31st and we did another one on the first and the rest of the week we let it go so m3 for July Ah, okay I really didn't make any adjustments with this the only issue I had with this trade is the option view software kept losing all the kept losing the call like I says I'm down four thousand dollars and we're not uh, what happened is the software keeps misplacing the call every time I open the software so all I did is I moved the call from down at um, uh, from down where it was up to a 1010 so that's that's actually that wasn't really a, a necessary adjustment it's just something for convenience for uh demonstration for option view so I placed the call up here at ten ten the trades actually down five hundred forty six dollars and I believe it didn't have any adjustments for the week other than moving that call I'll show you what we look like as of uh, as of Friday here okay so that's where we're sitting there we're down about five hundred dollars nice looking trade though really no no big concerns here. Almost ready for a roll-up if we get um, uh, much more of an up move, or uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna either be positive Vega or we're going to get thrown into doing an upside roll here. Anyway, uh, we close much over 1170. So that is for that. Do I look at delta? Uh, the question is, do I look at delta theta ratios for all the different variations on the butterfly, or is it just the bearish butterfly? The in the website programs, in the pro in the basic programs, um, we only look at delta theta ratios for a. Uh, we only look at delta theta ratios for the bearish butterfly. Now that said, on the some of the variations of the M3 trade, we do look at delta theta ratios. Um, actually, yeah, on, on some of the M3 variations, we look at delta theta ratios. We usually use them one to one. A 1 to 1 Delta Theta Ratio generally indicates the trade's not going anywhere. So um, usually about a 1 to 1 Delta Theta Ratio. We will um, go ahead and uh, make an adjustment. And you could you could say that on an M3 too because we're kind of like here. right? So I look at a 1 to 1 Delta Theta Ratio as the trade's just marking time. And it's not doing anything. So it's often around time to do something. And again, if you look at this trade, it is around time to do something. So that's a decent number that you can use in most income trades in one-to-one, and it doesn't apply to this. Also on the um, V condor, we do have a delta theta ratio on a V condor of uh, of one-to-one to to the upside. We get a one-to-one delta theta ratio. We're going to do something with that also. It essentially tells us that this trade is just not doing anything. It's just marking time. Um, The other ones, we don't. But if you're going to utilize one, a one-to-one number seems pretty good in in most uh, flat delta type of trades. So if you're doing a broken wing butterfly, if you're doing an M3U, we use a one-to-one delta theta ratio. Um, about that time is when you're going to have some sort of an issue on a flat delta trade. If you go with a higher delta trade, you can kind of pick that up a little bit, which is why we do one-and-a-half to one in the... Um, in the bearish butterfly because we want to allow the market to come back and actually make money. So uh, we allow a little bit more in that trade. So that is the July M3 and then the last we have is July V Condor which I believe we did do something on this one day, yeah on Tuesday. And that was a roll-up due to a one-to-one delta-theta ratio problem, speaking of that. So this trade on Tuesday, oops, oops, uh, okay, we lost uh, some options in the back here too. So we're starting to have that issue with this trade. Let me just go back in time a little bit. See if the software will pick up our lower options. Once it picks them up, it usually keeps it. Yep, it has it there. Let's go back to Tuesday. Something you have to watch while back trading. Usually you'll pick this up live trading because you'll see something drastically different. But you won't pick it up a lot of times back trading. And again, it's it's losing that option for us. So if that's the case, I'm not going to fight too much with the software. I'll just tell you where I actually am. Okay, so I have it this day. Uh, Control. I have it here. This is what we looked like on Friday. We were getting close to 1 to 1 delta theta ratio here. But essentially that calls for a roll up in this trade. I'll see if it will keep it this time. Ah, no. Well it's losing that option on me, I'm gonna to have to figure out how to deal with that. But essentially what we ended up doing afterwards is I'll show you the after. Uh you got an update on Friday. Yeah. So anyway, here is The position after the adjustment, we had a 1 to 1 delta theta issue. We rolled up. We did uh, went back to 15 contracts here, went into here, went into a trade that looks like this. Again, good looking trade should the market stall, but uh, of course, again, we had a large, a fairly decent up move last week in the Russell here. Ended up buying back two of these calls on Wednesday. And then if we just push this to Friday, this is what the position looked like here. So this is looking a little sad, but we'll see how it goes. Here's the T log for this trade. Now I'm getting some comments on my on the option view issue here. Uh, support gave you an update on Friday. I'm not sure if it's working. Uh, yeah, I just I think I did I think this is updated to the latest version, but I'm not sure unless you've got a um, as they call it beta version of a of an update. Is the current version of option view in favor? Yeah, I mean, I just updated from it. Obviously, it has some bugs that we're still working out with profit and loss stuff and so forth, but yeah, I mean, the Greeks seem to be fine. Um, How do I activate the standard deviation bars on the analyze graph? Well, you have this here. This S. If you're in your matrix, you have the S. You can click the X, the S, and that analyzes standard deviation, and that shows up in the, um, in the analyze screen here so that should do that for you so that's an option view thing um, okay so another issue that the new uh, version of option view does is it loses data feed from thinkorswim after a few minutes it's a known issue when the folks should not update to the new version until it's fixed right so if you are on the thinkorswim options feed you probably know the problem they have with um, putting, not being able to put your numbers in while the feed's active. And it sounds like, and I'm fairly sure, that they tried to fix that by slowing down the feed or goofing around with the feed. And apparently whatever they did didn't work because people with TOS are having problems with the system locking up and everything else. So yeah, if you have Thinkorswim, you shouldn't update to the newer versions until they get that straightened out. Uh, I think if you already did, you can call the tech support. They can retro- they can usually put you back on the older version so that you can run it that way. But, um, but, that, uh, but that's an issue with Thinkorswim. And I believe that's all the trades. So we have um, some trades. If the market's flat, we may be out of this week. And uh, hopefully that's the case. If that's the case, that would be awesome. And we have some others that um, you know, we'll maybe fighting them all the way in. But that's what we have. I hope everybody has a great week trading, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone.